Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift, the online cycling platform that makes training fun. Here for Basque Country Stage 2, an absolute barnstormer of a stage. 208 Ks if you watch the entirety of it. That's on you. That's, you know, if you watched Milano Sanremo before the Cipressa, is that the race's fault or is that your fault? I would suggest the latter. It has this sort of hilly finish at the end, but not a hilltop finish, like slightly uphill drag, just these nagging one kilometer, 5% climbs in the last 10Ks. There's two climbs of note, but they're not very destructive. The Aguilar Jaina, 12.7Ks, 3%. Uh, Maori Van Sevenot would try and attack for it for no express purpose, but not decisive for the stage. The real question was, as Benji and I predicted, Yumbo Visma might control the break. They might stop dangerous people getting in the break, but pacing it back for Roglic to win the stage, I think not, Benji. Yeah, that was our thought before the stage started, and we had a breakaway in the uh, stage that, in all honesty, the typical breakaway that you usually see on these kind of stages. We've got uh, Ruiz from Equipo Ken Farma and Mesqueta from Cajarral, who I beat in Pro Cycling Manager, as in he actually played the game and I beat him. So he's on my palmares. And next to that, Okamika. We've seen him a few times already in that breakaway. Rune Hergots won in Valenciana. Azur Mendy also for Oiskaltel. So uh, four riders from uh, Pro Conti teams in the country of Spain. So quite simple that way. The breakaway got a gap of not too much actually throughout the stage, like four minutes, something like that. But like you said, Yumba was doing that kind of tempo where they kept that breakaway up there. But it was pretty clear from the climb that you just spoke about where Mauri von Seven on the tag, the Aguilar Gaina climb, that from that point onwards, if they topped there with the peloton still intact, which happened after that von Sevenant move, well, then the gap is still two minutes and Rogic is probably going to say to himself or the team of Yamba will say to themselves, well, uh, we're going to play that game we played in the Vuelta, which was uh, the leader jersey is lava. So we're going to try and gift it away to a breakaway that will try and win this stage. And therefore, we don't have to control any of the upcoming stages. First of all, before we get into the uh, breakaway actions, do you think that's a good strategy for them? Um, didn't they did that in Basque last year or who had the jersey? McNulty. And then they did what they did on stage six. Um, I don't see a problem with the car guys or <laughs> Kipo Fern, Kern Farmer, <laughs> Kipo Fern Karma guys, whatever it's called, taking it. Yeah, it's, I think, I think the break would have won if a harder, if better riders got in it. But if Yamba Visma wouldn't have wanted a Vendrame to get, a decent lead or better riders. I was surprised AG2R weren't keeping it in check. And this is like, I always pick Vendrame for things, but he just, yeah, he just doesn't actually win a lot of sprints. <laughs> he's actually not that good <laughs> at sprinting. Like he's sort of marked as a street. He's not that good. Um, but yeah, 
breakaway dynamic, good gap, no one really taking it up. Quick step had paced a bit, but then Maori had attacked, not pacing. So I was like, that's weird. The break, Benji, they were looking good. Two minutes, no one chasing. Yeah. Well, it started getting intriguing once Julian Amesqueta, the Caja rider, started just sitting at the back. And first of all, Andro Kamika from Burgos was like, come on, dude, why are you not taking over anymore? Yeah, the gap is now 130 in the last 15 kilometers, but come on, you got to do something here, man. And then the next rider, the Oiskelta rider, started shitting on Amesqueta at the back of the group and started insulting him probably in Spanish language, most likely. And eventually... All those three riders started complaining against each other the entire time until the Ken Pharma guy was like, okay, I'll try and subtly attack on the right side. And the other three didn't react. They were still complaining against each other. And he had a gap. That's how Ruiz got away at that point. And uh, it's probably the funniest way I saw someone ride away in a while where it's just one rider riding away because the other three are complaining against each other in the group. So that was the uh, spark of fire in the stage for my eyes. And he actually looked pretty good for that because the initial gap was quite large where when the others then realize, okay, we've got him on a gap, we need to react now. Like Amiskata is then, okay, I need to try and launch towards that one guy again. But you've said it multiple times in like corporations before. Once you launch towards rider and you can't close it and you look for the second rider that you've been complaining against for like 10 minutes, you're most likely not going to get too much support, right? Exactly. And then Kaha seemed to want, did they have a Venezuelan sprinty boy yeah. in the back? They Maybe they got on the radio and they were like, okay, let's go for Luis Alar, I think his name is. Yeah. He was even the favorite for today, the betting markets for today, Jesus. Um, unbelievable scenes in the World Tour race he was favorite for. But yeah, they started riding for him just because maybe they were like, the Kaha guy in the break, they won't catch. But before we get into the finale, which turned into a bit of a shambles for the break, at least, well, it's already a shambles, mention our show partner, Zwift. Zwift are the title sponsor of Paris Bay Femme Avec Zwift in Saturday week. So not this weekend, the next Saturday on its own day, which I'm a personal fan of. Zwift are also the title sponsor of the Tour de France Femme Avec Zwift will be having lining up interviews before Paris-Roubaix Femme Avec Zwift uh, with the preview dropping next week. So big kudos to Zwift support for women's cycling as well as the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. If you want to check out Zwift free seven-day trial at Zwift.com through the link in the description down below. But what could have been turned into dreams of times past for the breakaway, Kaha Uskeltel missing out, Ola probably like a fourth favorite from the sprint behind, and Ruiz up ahead with these rolling climbs, absolutely killing him with the peloton charging behind. Movistar were pacing, don't really know who for me for the if there's a three-kilometer rule applying for Musk, not sure. 3Ks was 30 seconds. 2.5Ks, 25 seconds, and then it tumbled even faster than that with Remco lining him up in his sights, leading out Alaphilippe from under the before the Flamme Rouge. Remco was wearing the polka dots jersey uh, for presumed King of the Mountains after yesterday's TT. The fast people we have here are few and far between. Quentin Hermans, Alaphilippe, Roglic, Pendrame, as I said, and Allah, and it was a twisty chicane in the last 600 meters, very, very fast. Avenapol 
dropped Alphalip off with 200, maybe 175 meters to go, and Alphalip absolutely dusted everybody with the perfect lead out from Remco, who was very, very pumped when he saw Alaphilippe winning. And Alaphilippe has, is this is his first win this year, Benji? Did he win in? Ooh, I think it's his first win, yes. He won the point classification at Provence, but that's not a proper victory. So, yes, his first victory, and it's lining up perfectly for LBL, I'd say. Were you surprised seeing that Remco is working for Alaphilippe here? Personally, no. I am not surprised, because if you don't whisk the batter, then you likely won't up, end up with pancakes. So I'm guessing that, as a consequence, <laughs> you Remco don't doing that... <laughs> yes, I just invented that, okay? Um, I'm not surprised that Remco worked for Alaphilippe. Nah, and either. this does not mean that Remco is not going for GC. It's just that he's also doing stuff for other people, because when it matters, the other people will do stuff for him. We saw it in Algarve, where he did stuff for Jakobsen. He did big leadouts in Algarve for Jakobsen, yeah. Really, really good ones. In fact, I think... Lampart lost his wheel on the first one, and then they nailed the next one for Jakobsen. But, yeah, great lead out from him here. Um, I think this is another reason they, they should take him to the Tour, Benji. Remco to the Tour, he's, uh, he just can help so much with chasing down late breakaways. I think he can really help with the lead out train, and you position first of all be good for the sponsors. Second of all, that's you say that's his primary reason: experience and doing lead outs and helping Jaller and, and there's the cobble stage, whatever. That takes the pressure off him, and then he can go on breakaways later. I think do that um, and get a taste of it. But rather than the Vuelta Espana, I think he should do the Tour de France. Um, and yeah, incredible leader Jaller. He looks good. I think this is what he does. He's His flat sprint is really good, and I think now we already have to be like, this is what we did in 2021, Benji. He looked a bit off before flesh, and then he's like, he did the wag-wag finger. I don't even think he was the yeah. favorite when he won. He's like, no, 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 I'm the king of murder weed. I uh, do want to add next to uh, your appreciations of Alaphilippe that I feel like we haven't given enough credit to our Luis Aular, the Venezuelan legend on Cajar at all, because I swear three years ago, this was the man with the most victories in the world when he was riding for a uh, Matrix Power Tag in 2019. So it's been interesting that he went to Cajar, then he hasn't really been the rider that he was in 2019 when it came to the actual European circuit. And it's... Good that he's shown stuff like a few weeks ago in Alentejo and so forth, but when it comes to these World Tour races, it, I'm also surprised that he was a favorite today, for example. But are you surprised that we didn't see Roglic in the first few few riders on the finish line? Uh, again, I was like, yeah, it's definitely a stage he could have done well and, and taken bonus seconds. We saw on the Vuelta 2020, there was that sprint with Magnus Court where he contested, came second, and I was like, but I wasn't surprised he didn't contest it. First of all, they didn't have the lead out. And I think it would have been a case of if he was second wheel, he probably would have opened it up and seen how he could could have gone, but he was way, way back. The problem for Alaphilippe is, by the way, here's the stage results. Alaphilippe ahead of Doobie for Total, Hermans on Intermarche third, then Ugo Aula, Gottschon, Martin Fuscatel, Adam Yates seventh, Godou eighth, Evan Hall ninth, Van Hills tenth. Wow, Bike Exchange really should have brought Caden Gross, Benji. Like, <laughs> yeah. They really should have. He would have won this. Uh, anyway, 
problem for Al Valit was he had that mechanical in the TT yesterday. So if they were hoping to use him as a GC threat, he's still ah, he's still close, but he's only he's thirty four seconds behind, even with the ten bonus seconds on Roglic, who keeps that jersey. Evenepoel didn't take any bonus seconds. Uh, tomorrow's stage looks looks pretty misc again. Uh, 180Ks, no hilltop finish, no long climbs, near the finish. It's like rolly all day, 3Ks, 7%. They do reps of the Ozeka climb. And I don't know why riders don't lose more time. I just, this is the classic case, Benji. What's Kemner on? He's usually smart. Where I've got no clue what Kemner is on. He is on 43 seconds. See, I would have... This screams break to me. Why would Yumbo care about controlling this? Like, it's very similar to today, right? Because yeah. today we've had a very similar stage, a bit of a misc stage that could either go to the breakaway or a bit of a reduced bunch sprint or something that a rider attacks away in the last few kilometers and there's no team that instantly responds. But I'd believe that that last scenario is unlikely, knowing that that Emco got Alaphilippe the victory today, so he could just as well do the same tomorrow if the last saw a few kilometers, the break is in sight, for example. So the intriguing part about the stage is that, I don't know, is there an intriguing part about the stage? <laughs> well, it's just another example of if you lose time deliberately today because you don't think you can win the sprint yeah. and you don't get the break, you'd have a license. So example, Knox and Harper have lost like eight minutes. Now, that's also a concerning thing because if you lost eight minutes today, not deliberately, that's a problem. Uh, yep. Monique's lost three and a half, Bennett's lost three and a half, and Nieve's on a minute 30, and Antonio Nibali as well. So, yeah, I I think it'll be missed. I think Alaphilippe can win it again. He really, like, if Quickstep care, he can win this. Okay, I'll go for someone else, for uh, the legend or Louis Aular, of course, because we believe in Kaharul for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> After today, there might be some strong words in the team bus. <laughs> <laughs> about what happens, so maybe not. Anyway, Bass Country uh, hopefully will heat up in later in the week because the next couple of stages, maybe just don't worry about watching it. Just come to LRCP. We'll tell you what happened. We'll save you the time. Don't worry. Just just listen to us. Uh, that's all we got. There's no other news on. We have Shell the Praise tomorrow, and we'll probably wrap that up. Uh, I think who's going to that? I don't think Ewan's doing it. Anna Delee's doing it. I reckon yep. he'll win. Ooh, he's definitely one of the riders that has been in proper form recently. I think he won a race very recently as well. The Volta Limburg Classic after yeah. attacking where Tom Dumoulin split up the peloton and so forth. And then he had to sprint against Aldani and Vliegen. But those two really didn't come close at all towards uh, Dilly, who destroyed everybody in that race. So, of course, Hildebrand, he's looking good, but he's got competition, you know. On paper, the likes of Phillips and Jakobsen all riding that race. No Cavendish combo with Jakobsen this year. Compared to last year, Bennett and Cavendish. So and it's I there, guess though. Quick Steps learning from that aspect. You're right. Bennett is there. Christoph, Grunewagen. So this is no, the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in sending both after the Gen Wevelhem. I mean, I think they sent both last year. And then Merlier missed a crosswind split. And so Philipson then won ahead of Cav Bennett. But I don't know who they'll go for in the sprint. So that is something to keep your eye on tomorrow at shoulder price. I'm still thinking Arnold Lee will surprise. I hope he does. Okay. I actually somewhat agree, but I'll go with someone else. And if I do so, then I'll say it's going to be one of the Alpacin sprinters. Oh, come on. 
Yeah? Pick one. Okay, it's gonna be a uh, medley this time around. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if Philipson leads him out. I think Boani, look for RK to go with Boani and McClay in both in the top 10 will be, yeah, what I expect. But otherwise, that's the sprinters, sort of Belgian world champs. It's a good mark of the sprinters. I think Benner then goes to Tour of Turkey with Ewan later on. Uh, but we've got Amsterdam race this weekend. And Circuit Cyclist Sarth, I think, started today. Yeah. Uh, French race won by Mads Pedersen. It's dark style list. Yep. Pedersen against Cosnerfoy. Zingle third, who's a really good rider for cover. Just Kevin Volkan fourth. Ganna fifth. Thibaut Pino seventh in a group with Plap. I mean, Matt Benji, we've got to cover this race instead of Basque Country. This is, <laughs> this is outstanding. Um, <laughs> but I'm not even sure this is televised. Uh, it's quite difficult to get your hand on. We'll just follow the results, and if we can pick up what's happened, um, yeah, we'll let you know. But stage two tomorrow looks like a repeat of today's stage with the Healy course. Stage three is a sprint, and stage four is also a sprint. So Pedersen probably win GC. Um, I'm surprised Demar, if Demar's here, nearly win GC. But that's all from the LCP today, and we'll see you with the Basque Country and Shell the Pace recaps tomorrow. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 